0: We start with our quote of the day. This one was said by Gandhi. He said, Be the change you wish to see in the world. Hello, everyone. My name is Addie Hirshton. I'm a contemporary impressionist painter, art instructor, author, and public speaker. And the purpose of this podcast is to share stories about art and the creative process to inspire you and help you move forward. And yes, inspire me and help me move forward too. On the show, I interview artists from a wide variety of mediums so that we can learn from each other's processes and philosophy. On today's podcast, I'm not going to be interviewing somebody else, but I'm going to be talking about sharing your artwork with the world and some issues that have come up for me lately on uh, art scams and competition. So we'll talk all about that. Um, Announcements. So let's see. Um, On the alchemyofpainting.com, that's my online painting classes, I've got two new things going on. One is I made a free mini course that's called Seven Secrets to Success for Artists. And if you like this podcast, You'll love that because it's done in the s- same way. You've got an audio recording, and you can um, hear me talk about the things I think are key to pushing forward and being successful as an artist and helping you to define what success is. Uh, just a little teaser, just a taste the first section of it, the first secret, I should say, is to give up on the myth of genius. Um, I feel that in our culture, we tend to view artists in a hierarchy where there's the geniuses on the top and then everybody else below them. And I feel that that's a very uh, negative way to see the art world and yourself um, because when you believe in that myth of genius then you know you're constantly looking at other people and saying oh, are they good and I'm bad and you're comparing as opposed to focusing on what you really have to say. Um, so anyway that that's just a little sneak sneaky peek of the first secret and if you're curious about what the other seven secrets are then you want to go to thealchemyofpainting.com where I've got that class for free. Uh, Secondly I've got a new online course that we are wrapping up we're finishing right now and it's on starting to sell your artwork And uh, it's going to be released on January 31st, 2018. And right now we have it on sale for 40% off, so it's a pre sale. And I decided to post that class on the online classes because I had taught a class this past fall that was on that topic. And, you know, it was a sold out class, we had tons of people in it. And and a lot of folks who just didn't know the basics of how to process a sale, how to put their artwork online, how to talk to customers when they come up to you in an art fair, what, what to do about sales tax. I was shocked at how many people didn't know that they should be paying sales tax. So um, in that class starts selling your art I talk about all of those things and again it's done in a audio lecture format so if you love the podcast then you'll probably like that as well okay so my topic of the day is on sharing your artwork with the world and there's so many ways you can do that I mean thank God, we've now got the internet and we can just share things for free on social media and you can, you know, share your vision of the world in an easy platform that many different platforms, I should say, online. Um, I feel that now that we have uh, online social media, it's definitely taken some of the power away from the gatekeepers of the art world you know the folks who make the decisions about what's going to be shown and not shown in galleries and museums and so on and so forth and so i think what we're seeing a lot of is rapid growth and progress and sharing in a really positive way because we've now got ways to share things online but i want to talk specifically about something that bothers me and um it's, it's something that's been just brewing in the back of my mind for a while now. And I've decided that it's officially time to make a stance and, and say how I feel about this. And perhaps uh, people won't like what I have to say, but maybe uh, a lot of people will. I have a feeling that this will resonate with a lot of folks. So what happened is this. Earlier this fall, somebody asked me, to judge an art competition that their uh, local watercolor society was going to be putting on. And my initial gut reaction when they asked me this was, oh, hell no, I don't want to do that. And I was surprised that I had this, you know, just guttural response just just, (laughs) uh it gave me a really yucky feeling the idea of judging an art competition and so after I felt that um you know I told them I'll think about it Let, let me um consider it and I had to really dive deep and consider why I had such a negative reaction it surprised me partially because um Because I've been in lots of art competitions. I've won prizes. Um, Sometimes they've been really fun gatherings. I've especially enjoyed some plein air competitions. (sighs) But this is, I think, what gave me that gut reaction. The fact is, is that most art competitions are money-making schemes, okay? (laughs) Artists have to pay to participate In the competition and then if they're lucky they might win an award and what happens is the host organization profits from all of the entry fees there are so many organizations who claim oh we're supporting the arts we're supporting artists and then they'll host a art competition and then the artists are paying them to be there. And if the artists have to pay someone to share their work, that's not really supporting artists. In fact, it's not supporting artists. It also bothers me that in most, not all, but most art competitions, they simply award the work that does the best job of conforming to the standards, conforming to the norm, conforming to the expectation of, you know how are how are things supposed to be composed, and how are you supposed to be, uh, laying out this format? There are all these rules that go along with art competitions. That you oh, if you know those in in little secrets and rules that the judges are all looking for, then you know you're more likely to win, and you play that game. It bothers me that they rarely award for innovation, for improvisation, for things that are unexpected and for just plain old heart. You know, when somebody puts their heart and soul in work, then we want to we want to value that. And I feel that our competitions are rarely considering that as a factor And let me share with you some examples of this. So last month, um, I met a man who works a very corporate job. He's a young man, he's a family man, really nice guy. And he shared with me, after he learned that I'm an artist and an art teacher, that in high school, he had entered into an art competition. And when he didn't get in... He felt so hurt that he stopped creating art for ten years. And he's recently gained the courage to start drawing again and which is positive. It's good, right? (laughs) Now think about this. High school art competition, the message should not be that we're sending to students, you're either good, you're an award winner, or you're crap. And just stop. Just stop creating art because you're not one of those geniuses and higher up on the hierarchy. The message the award system sends to artists like this young man is that some people's work has value and others doesn't. And when a person's work is deemed to be second rate, second class, then they'll often just drop art from their lives. And I think that art is more than just a way to impress people with awards. It's so much more important than that. It's a visual language. We use it to express what we can't say with words. We use it to enhance our homes and our communities. And we can use it to bridge gaps, to communicate with each other. And heal. And I feel that Art competitions are not using art to heal. They're not using it to bridge gaps. They're using it as a quick buck and they're toxic. (sighs) Art, for me, has played a really important role in my life. And as it has for many, many, many people. And I don't think the art should just be for an elite minority, those who can afford to pay the 30 bucks a pop to be in an art competition. I don't think it should be just for uh, the folks who conform to the rules of composition. I think it's something that we can all use if we would like to communicate and share our vision with the world. Oh, I feel so serious with all this. (laughs) Uh, But it it does mean a lot to me. Let me continue. I've got another story. Uh, So, my 11 year old daughter recently was invited to participate in an orchestra competition. And, you know, she brought the little form home from school, and they requested $15. For her to go and play her violin and then be judged and, you know, get an award or not get an award or whatever. I said no. I looked at this and all these issues that have been brewing for me just came up and I, I just had to say no. I, I want my daughter to enjoy music. I want for it to enrich her life. And not only do I not want for her enjoyment to be hindered by some judgy proclamation, like, oh, you're really bad. I I don't want her to think music equals, oh, I got this horrible judgment. No, I also don't want to pay someone for the privilege of knocking down my daughter's ego. Art competitions I think are most destructive when they're directed at young people. You know, you tell a young kid that they are really good or really bad at something, and then they take it on as part of their personality. You know, think about this young man who I chatted with. They they told him they declared you're you're bad at art, and so he said, Oh, okay, uh, I guess I won't do that anymore. We don't need to give young people limits. There's enough limits in life. (laughs) I mean, in in art, really? This is the fun stuff. This is what we get excited about. (laughs) This is what we're living for. We don't need any more limits. We need possibility. We need growth. We need to encourage students. And all students. Not just Picking out a couple and saying, this is a good kid and all the rest, they're bad. And this is why I've ultimately decided that I am not going to judge art competitions in the future. I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to participate in them anymore. And I'm not going to be recommending them to my students So here are a few alternative ideas. I know you might be thinking to yourself, oh, but if we don't have art competitions, how is anybody ever going to share anything? There's so many other ways to share artwork. Some alternative ideas. So if you're an art teacher uh, and you kind of want to have a, you know, end of the year uh, recognition ceremony of some sort, what if... You gave all of your students individual awards. And they they each got a certificate. And one kid might get, okay, I I thought your work was really imaginative. You're going to get the most imaginative. Um, Another kid who's really good at doing the manga characters and has developed several really fleshed out good characters, give them an award for the most interesting characters. And so on and so forth. It doesn't have to be... There's one that gets recognized and nobody else gets recognized. Be creative and look at all the ways you can share with your students. You can share that love and that that recognition with each of your students. Uh, I feel that rooted in all of this is my firm belief that every person has value. And that every student deserves to be encouraged. And, you know, I I end this podcast every time with, may you find your voice. I want to help people find their voice. I want to hear what they have to say. How can we recognize all of the students and not just cherry pick? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Other alternative ideas. (laughs) So if you regularly host art shows, your organization hosts shows, you know, you could call out for certain themes and then just accept entries on a first-come, 1st serve basis. So say you're a coffee shop owner and you have um, a show every year in the fall that's fall-themed. Just say, hey, local artists, bring your paintings down and we're going to accept the first 20. First come, first serve. If you're a non-profit organization and you've been raising money by hosting art competitions, here's an alternative. Instead of asking the artists for money, find sponsors And you can even tell the sponsors, hey, you know, we can share, you know, your coupon or, or whatever, with every artist who joins the competition, with everybody who comes through the door to see the competition or whatever, ask sponsors, artists shouldn't have to pay to share their work. Remember that the artists are doing enough for your nonprofit event by spreading the word about the organization. They're sharing their work for the enjoyment of the patrons who come in to see that show. And they had to do a lot to put together the frames, port it to the the show to come back for the opening for the show. All that requires a lot of work. And appreciate this when artists share things for your organization. And, oh, dare I say, remember to thank them. <laughs> okay, now, and alternative ideas for artists. If you're an artist, you can seek out the many other platforms to share your work other than art competitions. There's coffee shops, there's legitimate nonprofits who aren't making a profit from you, there's uh, museums. There are churches. I've been in a number of shows that were in churches. Community centers. There are so many alternatives. You have choices. And of all these choices, I talk a lot about them in this class that's coming out on January 31st. In the Start Selling Your Artwork class, I have... Eight lectures, and these are the lectures, just so you can get an idea and how this might help you. The first steps to preparing to sell your art. Have a lecture on money and pricing your work. There's a lecture on selling your work online. There's a lecture on getting into galleries and working with galleries, the pros and cons of that. There's a lecture on the world of art fairs and what it's like to be part of an art fair, if that's for you. There's a section on pleasing your patrons with commissions, taking special orders, and how to uh, orchestrate that. Oh, th- this, I really feel, is one of the most important sections. I have a section on tips for closing the sale and marketing basics and then I talk specifically about how to talk to customers who might come up to you when you are working with them and you they wanna purchase an item, how to close the sale and not turn them off by saying the wrong thing. And I I feel that section is, is really so important. And then finally a section on making your dreams reality and setting goals. Okay, so to sum up, I feel that artwork is really important. (laughs) It's how we communicate. It's how we express ourselves. It shows what we value, what we hold sacred, what we hold to be true. And it's important when you go out in the world to share your work, to... Be aware that not everybody has their heart in the right place and be looking for the alternatives, the good places where you can share your art so you can you can make connections with people because that's why you do it, <laughs> All right? Um, and, you know, it's funny. I recently read a book, and this was recommended by uh, someone in one of the former shows they recommended the book life paint and passion reclaiming the magic of the spontaneous and it's by michelle casso and Stuart cubley and it's a great little book it's about art therapy and i found a lot of it to be really inspiring and it's it's helped me to reframe you know why i want to create and and I think most importantly, it's for self-expression, not just for impressing people. One thing that they talk about that I actually, I disagree with them on is, and you'll have to read their books so that you can see their point of view and maybe you disagree with me, that's fine. But they think that if you sell your artwork, that that is tainting it, that's, that's, it's, it's going to redirect the focus from self-expression to uh, goal-oriented toward the money, and that that's going to limit the artwork. Now, I certainly think that if all you were thinking when you created your artwork was, I just want to sell, 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 and, you're, and you cater all of your painting, and or pottery, or whatever it is you make, to what's going to sell, then yeah, it might make your artwork a little stilted it might make it so that it's less about heart and soul but I also think that if we say we should never take in money for our artwork that that means that it has no value that it's worthless and that if I you know I guess the implication is oh I should just give away every painting I ever do Even though it costs me a lot of money for the paint and the materials, and to, you know, (laughs) put it in my car and drive it to the show that it's going to be in and all this stuff, that takes time and it takes money, and I think that my time, my money, my heart and soul that's gone into pieces has value, and I think that yours does too, and. This is why I take this stance (laughs) that, that I think there's room for us to share artwork with the world and to not be limited by the gatekeepers, by the rules of composition, We can share work that's honest and true. I I think that if somebody sees work that's really honest, it's going to resonate with them. It's going to resonate with them. And you want to share it with someone who it resonates with. And then they can take it home and it can be part of their lives. So, and back to our quote of the day, I'll just end by talking about that a little bit more. Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Be the change you wish to see in the world. That means that if there's something out there that bothers you, like I've decided art competitions, they bother me, rubs me the wrong way. I feel that in many times they're just taking advantage of artists and I don't like it. I've thought a lot about this. I am going to not be part of that anymore. And so I ask you, my dear listener, you know, what change are you wishing to see in the world? Maybe that change can be reflected in your artwork, in the way you share it, where you share it. I think that we can gather together to share our art and our our vision with the world, because that's what our art is. It's our vision of the world without competition, we can celebrate everyone's artistic voice. So this concludes our Alchemy of Art podcast for today. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hirshton and her work, go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T.com.